Billionaires use virtual reality and orbital tourism to escape the world they've destroyed. Hello, guys, and welcome to another episode of Thinking Out Loud. Uh, you know, I know it's been a while, but for the sake of trying to keep a short video and getting right into it, I'm going to get to the apologies towards the end of this video. Today, we're going to talk about a couple of things, uh, starting with this article right here from The Guardian. It says, Metaverse, Mars, Meditation Retreats. Billionaires want to escape the world they ruined, from Sam Wolfson. Zuckerberg wants us all to turn our attention to a land of make-believe to distract from his PR disaster, while Bezos and Musk are obsessed with leaving the planet. So, no doubt by now, guys, I mean, this is a little bit of an older article. It's going on a few weeks or a month now. Uh, but no doubt you have seen the... The ad advertisement from Zuckerberg, which has gone viral, that they are rebranding the Facebook Corporation to Meta. Um, they're pitching a whole virtual reality program simulation. It's really looking like some stuff straight out of Ready Player One. You know, and when you look at stuff like this in the news, I mean, especially the last couple of years, 2020, 2021, some of the shit that's coming up, that, that billionaires are coming up with, that's in the news cycle, some of the things that pundits and politicians say, you know, you just want to know who's writing the cosmic script a little bit. Because it is some of the most hackneyed, half-ass, reused bullshit you could ever think of. I mean, I've said this before, but what's the point of science fiction at this point? What's the point of satire? We don't need shows like The Simpsons or... Or Family Guy or American Dad or Futurama even anymore. Because these billionaires, it's almost like they watch these shows and they fucking were like, hey, that's a great idea. I'm going to use my billions of dollars of wealth that I've stolen from people and pillaged out of the planet to make that a fucking reality. But, you know, if there's a god in the sky or magical sky daddy or whatever, the Hindu gods, whatever the fuck's running the show here, uh, it'd be nice to have a word with them to, you know, sit down with the, the board of writers and try to come up with some fucking new material because this shit is just insane. It's like something out of a movie. So yeah, like I was saying, by now we've all kind of seen that viral video of, of Zuckerberg going on and showing us this amazing virtual reality world. You know, for a lot of us that, you know, grew up playing video games or playing online games, RuneScape, World of Warcraft or something, you know, we always kind of envisioned a world or, you know, fantasize about a world where something like this is going to be the case. But when you get older and you mature a little bit and you start studying politics and history and economics and stuff, you start to realize, like this guy said here, Zuckerberg wants to turn all of our attention to a land of make-believe to distract from his PR disaster while Bezos and Musk are obsessed with leaving the planet. It makes me think of this meme right here I stumbled across. It goes with it perfectly. You know, Ready Player One poster. What they want you to think the metaverse is going to be versus what it actually is. And this kind of coincides with, you know, especially as wealth inequality continues to skyrocket. <laughs> you can see the world, like in Ready Player One, they were really onto something. Where you got all these people living in these little trailer park domiciles, one room apartment type of things. But nobody seems to care about the poverty and the drug abuse and addiction and the abuse and all this fucked up shit because everyone's plugged into this machine. And like in the image here, you know, you're going to have somebody fucking sitting in a in a corner little shack. They'll get it to the point where you got to, the way rent already is, man, 1250 for a one-bedroom apartment in some fucking cities. 
you know, show up to your job, you get free credits in the metaverse, you know, whatever it is. But yeah, guys, let's go on with a little bit of this article here and dive in. It says, on Thursday, Facebook announced a groundbreaking and innovative new distraction from their PR disaster. As journalists continue to pour over thousands of leaked documents that show the company is fully aware that it is degrading democratic societies, Mark Zuckerberg announced that Facebook is changing its name to Meta. And that's a fucking dystopic as hell name, isn't it? I can just see it now, the giant Meta pyramid at the center of town like something on a fucking Blade Runner. Has a new logo that looks like an IV bending over and is going to pivot from spreading vaccine disinformation to creating a super lame version of Second Life. You know, I like to do a little satire in between some of this reading, but the the guy that wrote this, uh, Sam Wolfson, he already kind of beat me to the punch. But, but yeah, what he's talking about here is journalists continue to pour over thousands of leaked documents to show the company is fully aware that is degrading democratic societies. There's a lot to that, and I'll encourage you guys to look in, uh, into it yourselves, like some of the stuff that they've done in the third world to increase political instability that led to like outright hate crimes and uh, in, in attempts at ethnic cleansing. I can't remember the, the uh, countries and stuff. Sorry, I should have been a little more prepared. But, I mean, what was that documentary that came out? The Social Dilemma? Uh, and it's not—it's obviously not just Facebook, but I think when it comes to the political polarization, which obviously just comes along with economic collapse and strife in general, that, that's sort of what happens. I mean, we saw that in the 30s as well. But companies like Facebook now, Meta, they've really, if you watch the Social Dilemma documentary, if you haven't watched it, I definitely recommend it. It shows how these companies, you know, they make their money from ad, 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 advertisements, ad, advertisements, uh, from clicks, from uh, all this stuff, right? That's how they, from uh, mining data. They want people to be plugged into the social media engine as much as possible. The more time you're spending on it, the better. And what they found is, you know, yeah, cat, cat pictures or videos and cute stuff. I mean, that does pretty well. But what we found that increases the the most engagement is people going at each other on the internet, particularly over divisive cultural or political issues. I mean, you know, we already all spend, I'm fucking, you know, when I started doing this channel, I did not use social media very much, but from trying to grow an audience and stuff, I started being on there all the time. And now it's beyond even just work for this channel. I mean, now I'm just hooked like everybody else. But yeah, so they found that when people are going at each other online, I mean, you've had, we've all been on fights on the internet. You'll keep going back to it all fucking day, even though it's exhausted and it's pissed and you know you're not getting anywhere. I mean, how many more hours on a day like that did you spend on social media seeing a million more advertisements than you would have, giving up more information than you would have, than if you had just been using it in the, in the, in the regular sense instead of fighting online? And so that same process that we've experienced here in the United States that has contributed to the rise of the alt-right and veritable domestic terrorism has really emboldened these people because of their reach on social media as well. And it, and it's pitting people against each other, just increasing polarization, destroying communities. I mean, really, in a sense, be, not just because of the political polarization, but because of the way social media works where you have this, like, bar glass barrier, essentially, between you and another person. It's not a real re uh, interaction. You've got families tore apart. You've got communities tore apart, you know. And that that has been exacerbated on a much higher scale on the global level. On the global level, with some of these things I was talking about. But yeah, guys, let's go on with this here a little bit. It says here, Zuckerberg promised that in the future 
We would all work, play, and organize surprise birthday parties as avatars in Facebook's virtual reality metaverse. His examples of how this might work had all the cultural awareness of a Kendall Roy social media strategy. In one sequence, Zuckerberg arrives on a spaceship. This place is amazing. It was made by a creator I met in L.A. Before opening up his contacts list, scrolling past 2007's hottest rapper T-Pain, and arriving at a friend who dials in some 3D street art from the streets of New York to the spaceship platform. This is stunning. I love the movement, says Zuckerberg's virtual cronies. As they stare at something that looks like a piece of clip art someone might have used on a letterhead from a small town law firm. Then, just as it disappears from view, Zuckerberg purchases it, apparently as an NFT, so it can stay in virtual space forever. So I like this, especially the mention of the NFT thing there. This sort of virtual world that Zuckerberg and other tech giants have been building for a while in the sort of infantile stage of social media that we're in now. But with this metaverse thing and the virtual reality and, and the rise of NFTs and cryptos, it's interesting to speculate on the sort of world they're trying to create. Where it, their hope is that just like how we are so increasingly plugged into social media, more and more we'll spend our time in this virtual reality world where via the engine of NFTs there's, there's property rights where you own virtual property. Uh, with cryptos where there's uh, essentially what amounts to, uh, if you want to say, a standardized currency that can be used virtually. I mean, it, it, it it's really, it's just crazy to think about. Like when I was a kid, you watched things, and like when you were younger too, you watched things like The Matrix or things like maybe my pers- one of my personal favorites, The Lawnmower Man. And you're like, that'll never happen. But here we are seeing them avidly trying to, build this sort of reality and of course with the sort of consumer culture we have you know people that aren't unplugged that people that maybe don't see the implications of it like some of us more politically or historically minded people or might or people that have more of a a sense of social commentary might you know people are going to line up in droves to be plugged into this fucking shit uh, as a form of escapism you know, they'll be waiting in line for the, the, the newest Oculus or the, the full tension bodysuit or whatever it is. Like they wait in line now for the newest Apple, Apple phone. So it's really interesting to kind of see this sort of world that they're envisioning. But yeah, guys, let's go on here. So Zuckerberg's virtual world of play pretend is a way of escaping the destruction he's wrought on the real one. Facebook has played a major role in fomenting ethnic cleansing in Myanmar. See, there it is. Drumming up lynch mobs in India and Sri Lanka, amplifying white nationalism in the U.S., and providing the anti-vaccine movement with a massive megaphone during a global pandemic. Rather than address this ruination, Zuckerberg wants us all to turn our attention to a land of make-believe where he's friends with rappers and you can watch Instagram stories on a pirate ship. Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. So I like that as well. I mean, the whole anti-vax thing. And the thing with this writer from The Guardian here, he is sort of pitching it in a way where they're talking about, it's almost like an encouragement for censorship. And you guys sort of know where I stand on that. I have, you know, 
probably shouldn't have KKK members online and, and Nazis online. But, of course, there's a slippery slope argument, and, you know, that's a discussion for another time. But the main thing here is Zuckerberg's virtual world of play pretend is a way of escaping destruction. He's right on the real one. It talks about the ethnic cleansing and things like that. But that it's more than just that. It was like I was saying earlier. Climate collapse, climate destruction, wars, poverty, your job's shitty, families are, are broken up, addiction, disease, pandemic, heat, I mean, fuck. The world's fucked up and it's getting more and more fucked up. And this is their little escape. This is their little escape. You know? And while we're, they want us all to plug into this shit so that we can pallet the fucking capitalist nightmare, hellscape, Mad Max, dystopia, Matrix, fucked up, whatever. They want us all to plug into this shit while, while the world burns around them. And then meanwhile, you got Musk and you got Bezos and all these other cocksuckers trying to go to space. Trying to go to space so that they can fucking live up there God knows what. God knows what. It's almost like a Freudian slip with these people. I don't even I don't even know if they are fully realizing that this is what's going, but they're like, we're going to imprison all the working people in this virtual hell, and then we're going to go and hang out in the fucking stars, and we're going to get off this bitch because we fucked it up pretty bad. But they won't know because they'll be plugged into the shit. I mean, like I said, it's like a Freudian slip. I don't even think they're fully conscious of, of, that, of that being what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? All right, guys, let's go on. He joins a cadre of 21st century robber barons who, having successfully colonized huge swathes of Earth 1.0, are looking to escape to other spheres of reality. Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk are obsessed with physically leaving the planet, plowing their wealth into a viciously fought space race, despite the fact that no one is going to Mars anytime soon. Jack Dorsey, the CEO of Twitter, tried a more metaphysical escape. Spending weeks at a time at glamorous meditation retreats, practicing total silence in an effort to escape the noisy, unregulated world of hate speech he platformed. And again, there he is leaning towards the censorship. Maybe there's an argument towards that. I don't know. But a couple of things here. Let's see. This one right here. Plowing their wealth into a viciously fought space race despite the fact that no one is going to Mars anytime soon. That's a key one. You got this space race going on. And people like Musk, especially, really, in, in there's an article I'm going to touch on, too, where Bezos has a similar, you know, psychosis, if you will. But, um, yeah, they're, they're painting it like, we're going to go to Mars and we're going to do all this great shit. And so you got to let me not pay taxes. I, I don't, can't afford taxes. Do you want us to go to Mars so I can save the human species since I fucked up the planet? Do you want that or do you want us to go extinct? I can't pay ta You can't have both. I can pay taxes and we'll go extinct. Or I cannot pay taxes we'll go to Mars and we'll live. Right? But meanwhile, that's... Not, dude, that's... If we're being realistic here, unless we started really operating as a global community and not just these tiny little... Well, they're not tiny, but these corporations doing it privately, pro you know, for their own means and ends. Unless we, as a global community, put all of our great minds and our economic mights of all the great countries of the world to drive 
this the ambition of space travel and and interplanetary and interlunar um, colonization it's not going to fucking happen it, it, at least for a couple of centuries i mean i'm not a scientist i don't know i could be wrong but everything i read about the the intricacies and the insane amount of logistics and wealth that is going to be necessary to colonize a place like mars in a meaningful way where we'd be able to do my like where it will actually benefit the human species in a in a fundamental way from either uh off-planet mining or manufacture i mean that's so far out of the ballpark but that's what they want people to believe you know they the, men like bezos and um and Musk, they really have this like super villain Lex Luthor fucking complex where this is like how they view themselves as like this mad scientist and it's all just bullshit. They're just fucking thieves that have built a, an empire from stealing other people's ideas and stealing the surplus labor value of workers, right? And let's see, what else we got here? Right here, yeah. Jack Dorsey, the CEO of Twitter. Tried a more metaphysical escape, spending weeks at a time at glamorous meditation retreats, practicing total silence in an effort to escape the noisy, unregulated, etc. Um, this is kind of unrelated to the whole theme of the billionaires trying to escape the planet while it fucking burns thing. But another form of escapism I want to just touch on briefly is like Jack Dorsey here, is this new age spiritualism bullshit. You know? In, in, t- in hard times, people turn to hypochondria and they turn to spirituality and they sp- uh, turn to re- uh, religion to escape the hell that they're going through, to escape their stressors. I've seen it in so many people. And it, it's interesting to see the way that in a capitalist society this – we talked about something similar, the well, health and well-being thing in a, in a former video. But specifically around spirituality, it's interesting to see like how in a capitalist, hustle-oriented, productivity-oriented, profit-oriented society, how this very real tendency for human beings to gravitate towards spirituality has been capitalized uh, by small-time hustlers and snake oil salesmen and and fat, middle-class white women all the way to giant corporations that are selling T-shirts with crystals and shit on them. You know, you go to like one of these spiritualist fucking um, conventions and it's a bunch of fucking white people for the most part hustling each other because they can read magic cards or fucking sing a spell or do tarot or they sell you a fucking piece of rock that's supposed to cure your goddamn cancer or make you not an addict anymore. And, you know, I think Carl Sagan actually had a quote about that. I'll see if I can find it here. All right, here, I found it for you guys. Let's do this. So this is from Carl Sagan's book, The Demon Haunted World. You may have read it before. You may have heard this quote before. But Carl Sagan was just incredibly ahead of his time, a great science communicator and thinker, great novelist as well. So here's this quote as it pertains to what I was just speaking about, this New Age spirituality. I have a foreboding of an America in my children's or my grandchildren's time. When the United States is a service and information economy, 
when nearly all the key manufacturing industries have slipped away to other countries, when awesome technological powers are in the hands of a very few, very relevant as well, and no one representing the public interest can even grasp the issues, when the people have lost the ability to set their own agendas or knowledgeably question those in authority, when clutching our crystals and nervously consulting our horoscopes, our critical faculties in decline, unable to distinguish between what feels good and what's true, we slide, almost without noticing, back into superstition and darkness. The dumbing down of America is most evident in the slow decay of substantive content and the enormously influential media. The 30-second sound bites now down to 10 seconds or less. There's your TikTok, huh? Lowest common denominator programming, credulous presentations on pseudoscience and superstition, but especially a kind of celebration of ignorance. And I just think that's incredibly relevant to this whole discussion, actually. All right, guys, let's polish off this article here, okay? These billionaire side hustles are both real in that they will have billions of dollars plowed into them and utter fantasy. It's impressive that SpaceX and Blue Origin have achieved low Earth orbit, but we're not going to move polluting industries into space or colonize Mars. These projects have more to do with providing a psychological salve to their owners and selling shares in Tesla and Amazon than they do with the future of tech. What Facebook released on Thursday was a Pixar-like dream sequence of how Zuckerberg wishes people saw him. He has leveraged one of the biggest technological operations ever imagined, to create an entirely new universe in which he is not the bad guy. I love that. For the rest of us living on Earth, nothing has changed. And that article is just on point. I'll try to provide the link for you guys if I don't fucking forget. I know I do that a lot. But it was just, it gives you a lot to think about. And it really helps you envision the world that these robber barons, as they said, want to create and want us to live in and want them want us to follow them to on that note too i have one more here i got this article right here earth ambassadors jeff bezos predicts planet will soon become a natural resort jeff bezos the founder of amazon and the self-funded space explorer has predicted the earth will soon be turned into a natural resort as only a few people will be allowed to stay here in the future i wonder which few huh this place is special. We can't ruin it, quote-unquote, the billionaire said at the annual Ignatius Forum in Washington, D.C., talking about his own company, Blue Origin. He said the experts aim to make sure that millions of humans get to not just work in space, but also be born and call space as their first home. Quote-unquote, millions of people will move from Earth to space over time, and that's the vision of Blue Origin. Millions of people working in space, Bezos said. Over centuries, most or many of the people will be born in space. It will be their first home. They will be born on these colonies. They will live on these colonies. They may visit Earth the way you visit Yellowstone National Park, he predicted. Bezos believes that the space colonies in the future will have rivers and forests and wildlife of their own. He also claimed that it is inevitable to expand the living zones for humans if the race continues growing at the same rate. This Earth can support, let's say, 10 billion to a certain degree. We'd have to work really hard to figure out how to do that without degrading the planet. The solar system can support a trillion people, he said. And, you know, that last part's true. 
we should be trying to colonize the solar system and and and, and colonizing other uh, solar systems. But here's another example of the pipe dream fantasy that these deeply psychotic billionaires want us to buy into. And I think this one's almost a li little bit more realistic of what they want. They want all, it was like we did in our last video, the corporate fiefdoms one, where they want all, right now they want all the fucking poor and working people out of the cities. These are our cities. We're going to gentrify them. We're going to do the Starbucks. You need to get the fuck out of here. You need to get your shitty ass, smelly ass, working class ass the fuck out of here. If you're not giving me my Starbucks, okay, and you're not waiting at me at a place where I can eat gold steaks, I don't want to fucking see you, okay? So that's what they're doing now. But this is the ultimate gentrification, guys. This is the big one. Once we get them all out of the cities and we get the metaverse going, and we can get them all plugged into this virtual reality, and, and we got the space traveling down, we're going to put them on these space stations where they mine, and they do their bullshit, and they, they manufacture everything, and they'll never see the planet. Well, they're saying we're going to have rivers and forests. Bullshit. It's going to be endless rows of cubicles floating above the, solar, the, the fucking moon or Mars or whatever the fuck. That's what they want. We're going to gentrify the whole planet, and we're going to turn it into a giant resort. And the only buildings you're going to see is fucking 10-star hotels, where every pleasurable imagine, is, imaginable is there for you if you're a rich billionaire. But everybody else, you're going to be in a cubicle in fucking space, like the, like the ring in Halo, only without all the pretty trees and mountains. Or the fucking place in Dead Space 3, where they're all in the solar system, and it's like a giant fucking slum satellite station outside of some planet i mean that's what they want you know this is the last rung in gentrification we're gonna get them out of the cities and then we're gonna get them off the fucking planet it's gonna be great but yeah guys that's all i have for you i just want to do a quick rundown on these articles and kind of speculate uh really on the sort of world that they would like us to live in that they'd like to create for us and just show you i mean really more than that because it's not going to come to that it, i they're so it's a pipe dream. They're so fucking high, chasing the dragon of their own ego. But more than just painting an image of the sort of world they want to create for us, I wanted to give you a little peek inside their head to show you just how deep this psychosis is. You know, but yeah. Drop a comment. Let me know what you guys think about this. Are they madmen or are they visionaries? How do you feel about this? Do you think we should get all these poor smelly fucks off the planet and put them on a space station and all these? You know, billionaires can gallivant on the earth like it's a new garden of Eden. Anyhow, yeah, drop a comment. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, again, just a quick apology. I know it's been about a month since I put out a video, but I just I, I just moved into a new place with my girlfriend. I've been working a lot during the holidays and retail during that. Then my girlfriend got COVID, so she had to quarantine. It's been one thing after another, so I'm sorry about putting content out. I had some issues setting up my, my new studio here. Um... Just one thing after another, but you know what? Things are going really great, um, and I, now that i got the setup going again, I'm ready to start putting out videos for you guys. So, As always, guys, it's great hanging out with you, and I look forward to speaking again with you soon. Bye. Yes, I